Welcome to On Texas Football. I'm Bobby Burton, your host, joined by Eric Nalin, publisher, InsideTexas.com, your source for Longhorn football news and recruiting coverage. Eric, it's recruiting week this week. This is the big week for the Longhorns, the first one of the season. Uh, 22 players coming in uh, to see the Longhorns this coming weekend. Um, 10 offensive players, 12 defensive players, fairly well-rounded group. Um, what are your overall thoughts? As we do the state of the program, you and I try to take that 30,000-foot view of the program, as well as talk about some individual issues. What are your thoughts as Texas is now getting into the recruiting period? Most of their guys did not commit elsewhere. Um, so they almost every single player is still on the board for them. Yeah. Uh, how do you feel Texas has done to this point? And how do you feel they'll do once they get to this next level as well? Well, I think they're in a good spot. If you're, you know, this isn't even the big recruiting weekend. If you're going by pure star power, if you're going by rankings and all that, which, you know, I think uh, I tend to think are, they're very important on a macro level, but on a micro level where the individual, uh, one individual can look better than another. You know, we were just watching uh, Danny Okoye on Twitter uh, to me, that guy looks like a five star, but he plays for a homeschool kid, uh, a homeschool, uh, he, a homeschool team in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And I think he's flying a little under, under the radar, even though he's highly rated. I think it's you just have to look at each individual player. So uh, you can have a guy like Deshaun Warner, who I talked to recently. Uh, if you watch his tape, I'm a little more excited about him than, than the ranking would indicate. So this isn't the big weekend, uh, according to the star power, but I'm still excited about the number of guys. And really, I'm just happy to have some real uh, recruiting uh, excitement. We have not had a lot of activity really in almost a year. I mean, it's, it, it goes back to last August was the last time we really had a, a windfall of excitement. So uh, gearing up right now, the, the board, the big board's about to, to, to clarify for, uh, for us. Um, you know, we never know exactly who Steve Sarkeesian's going to push for at the last minute. And, uh, you know, we're about to get close to finding out. I, I, I tell you what, two weeks ago when KJ Lacey committed, that really set the tone, I think. And yeah. that was the, to your point, that got things back going. Yes, Jelani McDonald announced on the All American game. Warren Roberson committed late, yeah. but those they that was already part of the season where recruiting was almost wrapped up. Right now we're into a situation where okay, this is really the true beginning of the next class, and they have all their guys coming in. I, I, I think it's impressive. I'm going to talk to you about some of those, but first I got to say. Thank you to our advertiser. He's been with us from almost the start. Adam Lowy of the Lowy Law Firm. Uh, if you've been injured or in a catastrophic wreck uh, on the job or just on the freeway, give Adam and his firm a call at 512-280-0800 or visit him at LowyLawFirm.com for a free consultation. Absolutely free. Adam and his group at the Lowy Law Firm focus on results for their clients Thanks again, Adam. Uh, I want to ask, I'm going to pick out a couple of guys for you and you tell me how important their recruitments are and how important their visits this weekend are for Texas. Sure. Christian Clark running back out of Phoenix. Yeah, I think he's exceptional. I think he is uh, another one of those underrated players. That's what I love about the staff. They don't care about the rankings. Now, a lot of times they, they do overlap with the, the Colin Simmons, the, the, the no doubt, but, uh, you know, I, I love Christian Clark. I think he's one of the best running backs in the country. I think he has a very high ceiling. Uh, it's a very important uh, weekend for him. Georgia just got a guy, flipped a guy from uh, from Florida. I think that makes it a little more appealing. But, you know, I, you know, I think Christian knows well that 
that Jared Gibson has a, has a chance to end up in the class too. So we don't know how much that helps. But I think um, they're prioritizing Christian Clark like he's one of the best running backs in the country, and he knows that. So uh, this is a big weekend to see if they can, um, you know, kind of kind of build on the, the first visit they had earlier in the spring where we know that one went well. If this one goes well again, I think, uh, you know, I might have to put in a crystal ball. We'll see. Right, I'm stick out, yeah, I'm going to stick out of state here, okay, because mm-hmm. – I want to get to the in-state guys secondary sure. on the second run because they're a little bit different to me. Another out-of-state guy, Ryan Wingo, wide receiver, St. Louis, Missouri. Yeah, bigger guy, uh, explosive, you know, can go pretty much anywhere he wants uh, out of a place in St. Louis that doesn't have like a necessary uh, home. You know, it's, these guys go to Tennessee, they go to Missouri, they go to Oklahoma more often than not, but they can be posted. They go to Ohio State. Um, so it's, you know, they can make headway there. The, the thing about this one is it's going to have a long way to go no matter what. He's going to take a lot of fall uh, fall visits as well. So this is all about positioning for him. But you can easily see him being an explosive boundary receiver. Uh, he's fast enough to play out in the field as well. Uh, Texas has a chance to make some noise here, but, but a guy like him, it's more about positioning. Okay. Brandon Baker, nation's number one rated offensive tackle out of St. Anna, modern day. Have to have a huge weekend. You know, I think uh, Oregon's probably the most likely uh, outcome for him. Uh, you know, West Coast kids, it's either USC, uh, Oregon, or, you know, Washington is kind of creeping in their third. Uh, you know, he, he, he seems to have no problem going away from USC right now. So that's at least a plus for Texas, but they have to have a really good weekend. Uh, we'll see, you know, ask me next week how that one went. I think they have a lot of ground to make up on that one. I'm not, I'm not super, super excited about it, but it's always good when you get one of the top offensive linemen in the country on campus. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to take your cue here and talk a little bit about uh, in-state guys that may not be ranked as high as the Longhorns have them ranked. Mm-hmm. So, so the industry, uh, the recruiting industry, doesn't rank them as high as maybe Texas does. Let's start with Jordan Washington, uh, the uh, uh, tight end out of mm-hmm. the Cy Fair uh, School District. Yeah, you know, a big part of recruiting is fit. Uh, it's not just uh, raw athleticism. And, and his fit is, you know, the second he offered, they, they offered Jordan Washington. I said it's, they're probably trying to make up for missing on Camorian and Pimpton uh, late last year to LSU. Uh, it's a clear sign to me that Sark does intend to go back to 12 personnel. It's easy to see Jordan Washington, Spencer Shannon lining up in the same on the same on the same side of the ball. Um, uh, you know, just a, more of a flex tight end, more of a Jalil Billingsley type. I think uh, Texas is going to make a move. Now, he, he did go to uh, take an official visit to AM. I think there's maybe a little bit of concern there that the Aggies will push really hard. Right now, I think uh, UT is probably in the driver's seat, but they, you know, they have to have a good weekend, and you know, we'll see how hard Alabama actually pursues. Two guys that play safety are both coming in to, te- to see Texas this weekend, one from Converse Judson, the other from Fort Bend Mar- Marshall. Um, Josh Lair from Marshall, Miles Davis uh, from Judson. What do you think of those two guys? Uh, again, not highly rated, mm. decently rated, but not nationally rated, yet Texas, Texas A&M, LSU, all of them in on those guys. You know, they like their physical defensive backs, and, and both those guys play downhill. They're big. Uh, they're very big safeties. Uh, you know, almost you can almost see them maybe growing into an a outside linebacker or, or a weak side linebacker. Um, you know, I think um, – I. I, you know, I don't know how many true safeties they're going to take. As we know in the past, it's usually, you know, they usually like to tra- take corners. And, and if, if corner doesn't work out, they'll move around. You know, we'll see what they do. But those guys are big. They can run. Uh, you know, I think they're more downhill players, uh, specifically Lair. I do wonder about him in coverage. Uh, Miles, I think, is, you know, taking a shine to USC. We'll see. We'll see how hard Texas goes there. 
Um, question for you. Uh, speaking with Eric Nalin, publisher, InsideTexas.com, your source for Texas Longhorn football and recruiting news. Eric, uh, speaking to Jerry Hamilton last night, and he said over under on number of commitments this weekend, we were asked 1.5. I said maybe over into next week, right, until Thursday, Friday from the group. He said he would take the under. Uh, What do you think on that? I would probably take the under too because, you know, a lot of these guys are going to go into July, early July, and, you know, kind of, you know, maybe they have a couple more visits or another visit lined up with the, you know, there's one more weekend this month. A lot of, a lot of players are taking it in July. We're seeing a few guys uh, come out July 1st announcement announcement. Um, So I I don't, I don't know. Uh, I would probably, probably take the under on that. I don't think the staff is going to try to push to close on campus. Uh, You know, I would, I think there's more likely to get a recruit next weekend to commit rather than one uh, this weekend. Um, I felt like defensive line was a big one for this week. I think they have five guys mm-hmm. uh, or four guys coming in, five guys coming in on the defensive line. Mikhail Blockton uh, out of uh, Alabama, Melvin Hills out of Lafayette, uh, Isaiah Faga out of Phoenix, Central Alabama, DeAndre Robinson uh, out of uh, Orlando. Um, Bo Davis, as Texas prepares to go to the SEC, you and I both know, the defensive line needs more bodies, mm-hmm. needs more productive guys on the come. They've got a good group for 2023, but we're looking to 2024 and 2025 with this group. Do you think Texas is going to get there with this group and the group that they have coming in next week? you feel confident Texas has is recruiting enough of those guys at this point? I think they're recruiting enough guys. I think they're going to have a good enough class to be competitive in the SEC. I don't think they're going to have the the ideal class that you're looking for uh, to be in the SEC. That might be a slow buildup. I think we're seeing part of that slow buildup. Uh, you just keep chipping away and keep raising that talent level piece by piece. Uh, I think DeAndre Robinson, if they can get him, that is clearly a guy that could play anywhere in the country. I'm very big on him. To me, he's another uh, – he's kind of like Tavondre Sweat. Tavondre Sweat, a motivated Tavondre Sweat, can play for any team in the country, even Alabama or Georgia. Uh, I think DeAndre Robinson is similar to that. I'm curious about Melvin Hills and Fonga. Um, you know, Fonga's com- uh, committed to, to Utah where he's, he's got close family ties. Everybody's expecting him to re- uh, decommit for a while. Uh, I, I, if he decommits, I think it, you know, it might be a cleaner flip towards uh, Texas. You know, we'll see about that. I think him and Hills might be a little bit redundant. They don't, they're not necessarily the same players, but they do have sort of the same fit. So we'll see if they uh, try to get both of them or one of them. I'm not overly. Uh, I'm not super super familiar with uh, Malik Blockton. I need to. I need to do a little more homework on him. Got it. All right. Uh, speaking with Eric Nalini, publisher, InsideTexas.com. Eric, uh, from a uh, baseball perspective, I want to mention them. Uh, the loss on Monday night. Uh, you know, I, I tried to. I've been asked this, and I've tried to go back in my memory bank and think of a more heartbreaking way for any Texas team. Yeah. To lose a season. The only thing I came up with was the Colt McCoy injury. Yeah. Um, in the in the Alabama. Now that was for a national championship. And I, you know, football is a bigger sport than baseball. And when it comes to the Longhorns, typically, uh, for most people. But it was that sort of sinking pit in the stomach, mm-hmm. right? That it, it's just it, it was a tough one to to handle. You agree yeah, with that? Yeah. I mean, you you watched that game. I know you did. And what, yeah. what, were, what were your thoughts on those guys and, and how a team even comes back from that? 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. Well, I mean, you know, you look, I, I don't follow college baseball like a lot of people do, so I'm not going to pretend I do. But you, you see the stat lines coming up. All these Stanford guys are coming up. They've got 15 home runs. They're all hitting 350. I mean, they're just smashing the crap out of the ball. And here our guys come. They're, they're, they're battling. They're, they're hitting 280. They've got six home runs. Oh, he just started playing good in May. You know, I mean, all these little things. And uh, they just kept battling. They, they, you know, they brought in a pitcher, lefty. He's not even throwing that much heat. He's just keeping it off the plate. They're chasing. Uh, you're feeling good about it. Uh, the amazing put out from uh, from right field where his momentum's taking him straight into the into the stands and he still throws a guy out. It's just unreal. Uh, my phone started blowing up on that throw. Uh, one of the main guys at Texas, he said, I can't go to Twitter with this. I'm so mad about the the umpiring. I'm so mad about the the announcing. And he said, did you see that? He's cussing. He's, he's living it up. He, <laughs> oh, man, we're having such a good time. And then to have it just end so quickly, you know, the second that the camera panned to the outfield and you're like, nobody's moving. I was like, I knew it was going to drop. The second the second that the camera panned, second baseman doesn't see it, right fielder doesn't see it, center fielder doesn't see it. It's just, you know, it's about to drop. And so the ball seemed like, to me, knowing it was going to drop, it seemed like the ball was in the air for a half hour. Um, and then, you know, that you had to play with it. The, the guy thought he, thought he hit a home run for Stanford. Um, you know, he's throwing his helmet out. I expected to see the band out on the field like John Elway's last game versus Cal. Uh, it was just a wild, wild game. Uh, I mean, it, it sucks that, you know, I, I haven't felt like sort of, you know, that sort of heartache. I mean, there's been a lot of football losses that have been tough, and I take those a little tougher at times because, you know, there's, it, it, it has a lot more to do do with uh, what I cover. Um, but, you know, I probably, probably haven't felt that bad since uh, the Tech game. And the Tech game, it didn't end the season, but it ended a lot of things. It ended Colts Heisman uh, uh, chances. It ended their chances of going to the national championship. So it didn't end the season. Uh, but it was sort of that, you know, me and my friends were texting back and forth that are, you know, bigger baseball fans. They were they were going through it. The board was going through it, too. It's just that, you know, you could take a double that, that t- makes it to the wall, but for it to fall to the ground like that, you know, seemingly in the air for a half hour was tough. I want to switch. Uh, I, I just – I hated it for the Texas baseball. Oh yeah, absolutely. Bad way to bad beat, right? A bad yeah. beat. Uh, bad beat. All right, let's uh let's talk this, uh, Eric. I'm speaking with Eric Nolly, publisher, InsideTexas.com. Let's switch gears to NIL. Um, and the question I want to ask you here is Chris Del Conte, uh, the athletic director at the University of Texas. Uh, a bill was passed over the weekend that ostensibly gives Texas the ability to go and raise money directly for NIL for its athletes mm-hmm. um, and direct I mean, just basically really get in the game. Okay. You have SMU that apparently, you know, Colin Simmons ends up on an unofficial or on an official visit mm-hmm. to SMU. Jordan Hudson transfers to SMU. I don't know if the Pony Express is coming back. 
right? right. But um, the question I have for you is, if you're Chris Del Conte, how involved do you become in NIL? And is it maybe the number one thing you're trying to figure out over the next six months to a year? Well, I mean, if I if I was Chris Del Conte, absolutely. That, to me, it's, you know, you get the players on campus, you win games, everybody wants to spend money. People want uh, to donate to the school. People want to sign up for InsideTexas.com. It all starts with the, getting the athletes, get those guys on campus, you win. It helps enrollment. That's something that Chris Del Conte knows. Uh, he's seen that happen. It's happened at, uh, you know, I'm sure enrollment at TCU has gone through the roof, uh, or at least applications, I should say, since the, since they made the national championship. Once Oregon got better at football, uh, applications went through the roof there. Chris Del Conte is aware of all this. And to me, it all starts with uh, talent procurement. You know, the more, the more talent you get, the more you win, the more people are excited about it, the more, uh, the more you can end up uh, charging. I don't want him to, to, to give him this idea, but the more you can charge for the gate, the more you can charge for concessions. Um, so everything is kind of uh, downhill of, of getting talent on campus. I, you know, I, I feel like I agree with you. Um, the question I have, and some people will say this, is this pay for play? And I, I, I don't know that it's pay for play, but it's the market. You know, if other teams are doing this, how is Texas to compete if they don't do it? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I pay, it's legal. You know, pay for play is usually something under the table. Uh, it, it, you know, that connotes something, uh, you know, negative. Um, so this is uh, this is how Texas is going to win in the SEC. So do you want to win in the SEC? It's a pretty easy question to answer to me. I mean, you know, the second it came up uh, with Texas going to the SEC in 2021, it, it coincided with NIL becoming legal and the playoffs expanding. Well, there'd be no point in Texas going to the SEC if you don't embrace NIL. Uh, so, I mean, it's here to stay. It's not going anywhere. Do you want to win or not? You know, it's, you know, like I said before, uh, I, you know, I'm appreciative of all those people that spent all that money in, in those suites, but don't you want to be happy in those suites? Yeah, that's a, that's a great point. Uh, all right. Special thanks to Adam Lowy of the Lowy law firm. The Lowy law firm specializes in results for its clients, whether it's a tragic car wreck, an accident in the workplace or any sort of serious catastrophic injury. Adam is who you want to call. Call Adam today at 512-280-0800 or visit theloweylawfirm.com for a free consultation. And remember, Adam and his team focus on results for their clients. I appreciate Adam and his sponsorship. Uh, Eric, uh, I'm I'm trying to really gauge uh, Texas fans and and Sark right now uh, from the standpoint of where are we really at in recruiting? I mean, is Texas in the catbird seat? Texas got some work to do or is Texas behind? I've heard different people say all, all three different things. Where do you think they sit? Um, I mean, I never, I, I never get too concerned about this because I know there's too many variables to, to play out yet. You know, I think the good thing uh, about this cycle, I think it is a good thing. This cycle is that a lot of players are going to wait until later in the process. So a lot of the, the more elite players that, you know, last last cycle was over and done with pretty early for Texas. This year is going to be a lot different. So that that's that's good for Texas because if they win, uh, there's going to but there's still going to be a lot of white knuckle moments. You know, yeah, I get I still get asked a lot of times, um, you know, if Texas wins 10 games. Are they going to get this kid? Well, it's not that slam dunk anymore. You know, there's a lot of different factors these days. Um, you've got LSU that's probably going to win the SEC West, I think. Uh, you know, they're they're formidable. Uh, they're, they're you know, there's a lot of overlapping recruits recruitments going on with them. 
Um, I, I'm not worried about where Texas is, but I have a lot of confidence in, in the, the product that they're going to put on the field. I have a lot of confidence in the coach's ability to sell the product that they have within the program, the culture. Um, you know, the, the players are happy. They're always going to be good recruiters. And then the school, in a lot of ways, the school sells itself. So they just have to take care of business on the field, keep building relationships. Um, you know, I think it's going to be a mix of the 2022 cycle and the 2023 cycle. You're, you're going to have some excitement in the summer, but there's also going to be a big flourish at the end if things go according to plan. So, uh, you know, I, it's way too early to get worried. It's way too early to get excited. Uh, one last thing before I let you go, make sure everyone reads uh, Justin Wells' report on Danny Okoye, uh, the defensive end out of Tulsa, Oklahoma. Uh, Justin was up in Tulsa yesterday uh, visiting with Okoye, watching him practice. And uh, this is a terrific, interesting young man. Uh, Justin has a full report, but 40 works 40 hours a week while going to school. Mm -hmm. um, and academics extraordinarily important to hit. He and his mom as well. Texas uh, involved there. He is one of the young people, six foot five, I think 240 pounds, uh, expected to visit Texas this weekend, an edge prospect uh, that the Longhorns covet. All right, we'll be covering all of that and more the rest of this week uh, through the weekend as well uh, on Inside Texas as well as on Texas Football. Eric Nalin, I appreciate it. Thanks for joining us for this week's State of the Program. For Eric, I'm Bobby. Uh, we'll see you next week at State of the Program.